0: Wyatt Gilmore makes his decision, why the defensive line is in good shape, plus get your tickets to women's basketball now before it is too late. You are Locked On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. Whatever it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Golden Gophers with you. And you know what? This is the show where we always continue to roll through rain, through shine, through good, through bad. We got a little bad news coming up today with Wyatt Gilmore. But it will be A-OK. So we're going to talk about Wyatt Gilmore and where he's headed, but also why the defensive line room is still in great shape without that addition. And finally, Mara Braun, the YZ, the, 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 the YZ finest, folks. She should have you getting your tickets yesterday. We're going to talk about all of that and more today. Be sure to hit subscribe over on YouTube so you can join the community or find us wherever you get your audio podcast at uh Locked On Golden Gophers. Now, let's jump right in. Let's talk about Wyatt Gilmore, one of the top recruits in the state of Minnesota. This is the first miss on the Minnesota kids that Minnesota has had this 2024 class. Now, we still have our eyes peeled for Emerson Mandel and fingers crossed that he will be headed this way. But Wyatt Gilmore decided he does not want to stay home, not be a part of the bunch. He is off to OU, Oklahoma, boomer sooner. You know what? Oklahoma showed him a lot, and I mean an absolute lot of attention and love to Wyatt Gilmore, just as much, if not more, possibly than Minnesota for quite a long time. Now, Oklahoma's history, they've had more success and been far greater in the last decade, though that's kind of a skewed outlook because a lot of that success, in fact, a vast majority of that success came from Lincoln Riley, so you can't really put the success that they've had in most of the last decade anywhere near what the program is right now because they have a brand new coach who just finished his first season, and it wasn't that great, you know, OU also had less defensive line commits, so maybe he sees a quicker opportunity to current playing time, but for me, that's where the positives likely end. Now, Gilmore said, I know for a fact that when Oklahoma gets to the SEC, we are going to dominate and not take back seats to anybody. Look, man, I get gassing up your own team, your new team, the team you just committed to, but that one feels a bit out of touch. I mean, we are talking about, look, what I wanted to do when I heard that line, when I heard him say that, I wanted to cue up my favorite line from a Will Smith classic of iRobot back in the day and say, you know what, spit take, because that's what he does. He spits out his coffee. He spits takes and he says... I'm sorry, I'm allergic to BS. Now, that's where I'm at with that take because you see OU in year one of Coach Brett Venables was rough. They went 6-7 and in the Big 12. On top of that, now, Kansas State, that was a tough squad last year, and they lost to them in a one-touchdown game. But Kansas State also got the brakes beaten off of them by 25 points versus Alabama. TCU was a national championship playing team that spanked them 55 to 24. We all saw what happened to TCU versus Georgia. So you're talking about two of the teams in the Big 12 that were really pushing with some of these SEC schools or like having a high record to get into games with these SEC schools. Both got absolutely smacked around. Then you're talking about you lost 49 to 0 to Texas, your rival, the one that you've been handling pretty handily over the last few years, 49 to zero. That's embarrassing in itself. And sheesh, another one like that. And you probably, who knows what happens as far as coaching goes. But then you talk about a loss to a Meh Baylor team, a loss to a bowl with West Virginia team, All of that isn't acceptable when you are playing to that standard. It wouldn't have been acceptable if Coach Lincoln Riley was the coach. So they held their own against a nice Florida State team, but still lost. And now you're talking about heading into 2024, which will be Wyatt Gilmore's freshman season. And you're moving to the SEC. In your first year in 2024, you're going to play Tulane as a non-conference. Uh, I don't know if you caught this, but Tulane beat USC in a New Year's Six Bowl game last year. You're going to play Bama, who we just talked about beat the breaks off of Kansas State. You're going to play LSU, who won the West last year in the SEC and has been a real nice program all around. You're talking about Tennessee who absolutely showed out last year prior to an injury to their quarterback. You're talking about Ole Miss, who has been getting better and better with Lane Kiffin and constantly in the conversation. Then Texas comes with you as well. And you have possible toss-up games of South Carolina and Auburn, depending on how Auburn comes back with coach Hugh Freeze. That's eight games right there in 2024 that you could likely count as losses or very close toss-up type games. So, Honestly, a major congrats to Wyatt Gilmore. I truly do 100%, 1,000% wish him a successful career with Oklahoma and Boomer Sooner. I'll always pull for the Minnesota kids unless they go to Wisconsin. But who knows? Maybe Minnesota can see Oklahoma in a bowl game in the near future. That could be fun. But although Wyatt Gilmore isn't going to be a part of this defensive line, the defensive line is in healthy shape. There's a very large reason. You should be excited for the defensive line both next year and moving forward into the future. And that is what we are going to talk about coming up next. First, I want to talk to you briefly about our friends over at FanDuel. Now, just because you're a Gophers diehard doesn't mean that's the only sport you follow. In fact, you can take a swing on betting on the MLB over at FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just 20 bucks, and you'll see $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So you put down $20, you are going to get at least $200 in bonus bets that you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run all in the app that's safe secure and super easy to use plus when you win you get paid instantly so there's no better place than to bet on the mlb than fanduel go to fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to 200 in bonus bets that's fanduel.com slash locked on for up to 200 dollars in bonus bets Betts, FanDuel, official partner of the MLB Major League Baseball. All right, Gopherson, thank you so much for listening and shout out to the everydayers. You are some loyal ones out there, not only to the show, but you're listening to Gopher Sports Talk when we are here in the final stretch of June. Look, we're far from the season, about a month out, month and a half out. But that just shows how diehard, how loyal you are. And I appreciate dayers. If you want to be an everydayer, you can look forward to some brand new shows coming next week in the new Top 10 Tuesdays. We're going to get some hockey talk going and so much more. So be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. But let's talk about this defensive line and why it is still in good hands, even without the commitment from Wyatt Gilmore. So you're talking about new leadership on the team in that defensive line position, not only from the player's standpoint, but from the coaching standpoint with a brand new defensive line coach and coach Winston Dila Thibodeer. And I'm telling you right now, it feels revitalized. It feels energetic. It feels promising. It feels ecstatic. He brings new life to this program in a much needed in very healthy way his chemistry with the other coaches is fantastic his uh chemistry in the recruiting has clearly been fantastic. Why do I say that? Because there are lots of new faces, including six defensive linemen committed to the class of 2024. On top of that, that new leadership also brings new approaches, new uh, tactics, new ways to bring out the best in a defensive lineman, in a student athlete, in prospects in general, to challenge them, to push them, to get them to that next level of play. And I truly believe that's going to be a strength for Coach Devo. So you talk about that, and then the new faces on the D-line, let's talk about all of them. We've got Riley Sunrum, the highest-rated one in the class, and Adam Kisai, who is also a very, an, a very nicely-rated defensive edge coming from, from Florida that is in this class. Both of those two guys are actually ranked above Wyatt Gilmore when it comes to their recruiting rankings right now. And then you're talking about Sam Macy, Jalen Hicks, and Day Abbasiri, And you're talking about those three players, Sam, Jalen, and G-Day, are just ranked under Gilmore with about .5 of a recruiting ranking point between them. Now, that isn't much. That's pretty negligible, in my opinion. It tells me that the future is bright because if you were excited at the thought of Gilmore, you should still be just as ecstatic. Half a point is negligible, and honestly, the difference between a Power 5 level Player like that comes down to coaching and the individual work and grind. So if they get in there and they're grinding and they're working, and Coach Winston brings it out of them, helps them make that connection, flips the switch, you won't be talking about much of a difference at all. You'll be talking about players that could potentially be playing at a higher level. So it's nothing to fret about in my eyes. Now, Coach Debo is building his dojo and these players are ready to get to work. You can feel it. We've seen them in the news now. You've seen them out there talking, repping Minnesota and talking about how the program is changing because people want to stay home. Plus, there could still be another addition in Mason Carter of Florida. And I didn't mention Mo Sain, who is also in that group and could be a very high interior level defensive player with his upside. Now, I just gave you six to seven guys in that class of 2024 alone that could be... Uh, great in the development for this program that could shine into something in the future down the road in a few years. On top of that, you've got Martin Owusu, you've got Carter Men's, you've got and Randall, all three of them from the 2023 class, all three of them have intangibles, have nice length, have power, have been in the strength and conditioning program, at least uh, one of them in Martin Owusu over the early enrollee period. Randall and Men's are both in, on campus and in town now. You're talking about a ton of upside and a ton of athleticism in their build as well. That is a lot of depth, and that is a lot of upside long-term, but let's talk about this year. You've got the dependable dependable vets. You've got like guys like Danny Sturgao. You've got guys like Kyler Baugh. You've got guys like Darnell Jeffries, Logan Richter, Jalen Ro- Logan Redding. That's five guys right there, five dependable guys that you've seen them get production. You've seen them do what you ask of them. You've seen them hold it together, and you're looking for them to continue to take steps to be more elite in their positions. And those five vets should be able to give the Gophers defense and the D-line in specific some consistency all year and make sure there isn't much of a drop-off from last year's defensive line where they've only lost departures of Thomas Rush and Trill Carter that played major minutes, major snaps. That's it. Two major departures. And last year the D-line, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. We did well in the run game, but it was a struggle to create pressure and to get home and actually get quarterback hits, quarterback sacks to create confusion, create chaos, and really keep the quarterback uncomfortable back there. The Gophers weren't able to do that last year. Now, the year prior, they were with Esezi Otomewu with Boye Mafe. But last year it was quite a struggle. But then you add in the high upside players on this defensive line, like Ja Joyner, like Devin Eastern, like Anthony Smith, like Hayden Schwartz. These four players have the upside, in my opinion, to help elevate the potential of the D-line beyond that unit that they had last year, beyond the struggles and successes of last year, beyond the pressure level that we saw last year. You talk about two of those guys that I just listed in the four are redshirt freshmen, so it could be potentially sporadic play, and they might take a little bit time to get more involved. But Eastern and Joyner look to be early starters within the rotation and game plan often. The truth is the defensive line is in a good spot, but now and in the future, it, it's looking healthy. It's looking good. It's looking at what the golfers would hope for. And that grouping of four can elevate the level of that play, in my opinion. I think we can see some pressure and chaos similar or better than what we saw with Otomi Wu and Mafe, If those guys click, if they hit, if they start to reach their ceiling, and with Coach Winston Latibadir on this squad leading the way, I think he will be the start to that difference in unlocking that potential. We saw flashes, especially from Eastern, in this spring work. Josh Joyner has hype coming from PFF and being one of the best returning grade edge rushers who created pressures in the Big Ten last year. Now, if he can find the way to get home, find the way to tweak just a tiny bit to create more sacks, that's going to the next level. And that's helping this defense elevate, excuse me, to where we would like to see it grow. Now, Coach Winston Dilatibidir, I think, is. The truth in this position, in this D-line room, and making the best of this room. The players feel it. Coach P.J. Fleck and Coach Rossi feel it. And the fans will soon feel it as well. So you should be getting excited, Gophers fans, because this defensive line room is in the right spot. And we are going nowhere but up, in my opinion. There's a great depth behind them. There's great talent in the room right now. Upside and dependability with consistency. That spells out a good, healthy defensive line room. Now we're going to move our thoughts and our focus over to women's basketball to close out the show because Mara Braun is going to be must-see TV. I'm going to tell you why you should get your tickets now when it comes to women's basketball, and I truly mean that. All right, Gophers fans, we're talking about women's basketball. To wrap this one up now, Mar Braun is going to be someone who should have butts in seats when it comes to the barn. She's been absolutely balling with the Team USA three-on-three team and the U21 over. They played in the Asia-Pacific circuit, and they won four of the five stops and were deemed the champs of that U21 three-by-three circuit. Now, if you looked and watched some of those games, which you could because they were free and they posted the streams, but if you just caught some of the clips, you caught the highlight that the Gophers have been sharing, even in that sense, you will see some things that are extremely promising. Now, we knew Mara Brown was talented, we knew that she could shoot it, we knew that she could score all over, but what you're starting to see is a quicker release on her jump shot, a more confident Mara Braun going in there. You can see more aggressiveness on the drive and more active hands. You can see a lot of promising aspects to her game that she showed last year, but they seem like they've already started to come together and take the next step. And that alone should have you ready to get in those seats and watch these games. But then you talk about the control that she had in her drives, the body control to take the contact, still flip the shot up and get the, get it to the spot that she wants off the glass to get it in the hoop. You're talking about being able to come off the screen and hit a quick jumper before the the defender recovers. I'm talking this jump shot is so quick release, you can tell that she's been practicing, but it was a wet ball each and every time she was putting it in, and it felt like nothing could go wrong. Now, there will be moments where she maybe cools off a little bit, but her skill set is only increasing, and now you pair that with a different style of coaching, and you have interesting upside for year two. Now, don't hear that as Coach Whalen was holding her back at all, because that is not the case at all. In fact, I think how Coach Whalen coached Mara Bronze, Mara Braun gave her usage last season that was pivotal in knowing that she can be one of the best players, not only in the Big Ten, but in all of college basketball. Give her the confidence, give her, let her see that she can do it. Give her the inspiration to know that she is as good, if not better than every player out there on the court. I think Coach Whalen did that. At its very finest. I think the relationship they had was phenomenal. And now you're talking about Coach Plitzewhite, who brings a completely new style of coaching in understanding the why. That is immense, that is massive. And you break down with Coach Plitzewhite, she's going to be breaking down the film and the elements and understanding their intricate intricacies and why this happens and how they can attack that and what to do if this happens or if you see that this team who likes to do this concept if you see this player showed signs of this you know that this defense is probably coming or they're going to try to trap you here if you can look at those things and analyze it and find the openings and see oh if this defender that they like to pull up to help right here if my player cuts here they will be open if I drop this pass a half a second earlier when you start to look at those type of intricacies Look, it goes a long way. Now you talk about to this point, we've seen basically everything Mara Braun has done based on talent and rising confidence while getting up to speed of the D1 level game. Now you get that IQ part going with the film breakdowns and with the understanding of the why and being able to see and understand everything in real time. And as that time for her, the game speed slows down. Look, folks, I'm telling you, get your tickets now because Mara, Bronico are absolutely going to do something very special here in Dinkytown over the course of their time. Now, Coach Plitsway announced that Minnesota is going to be going overseas to Greece and I believe Croatia. I could be wrong on the second country. This July, once they've kind of got everybody in tow to really get a feel for things, develop the chemistry, put it on the court, get some scrimmaging in, and I think that is going to be very valuable for this team. But then Minnesota will get some real tests in 2024. You're talking about home and away games versus Iowa, Penn State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, and Nebraska. Now, Iowa stands out there because you're getting Caitlin Clark twice, two times, and you're going to want to see her over at the barn. And see her and Mara Braun go toe-to-toe. And see Sophie Hart in there giving them absolute work because do they have anybody that can hang in the post after the loss of Monica Zanano? And see Maggie Zanano want to show out and show Iowa, look, the Zanano name is not done. See, there is some exciting matchups in that Iowa game. Then you talk about they're playing in a Maryland team that was real nice in the tournament last year, an Ohio State team that was real nice in and, 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 Ohio. In the tournament last year, both of those teams coming to the barn. It's going to be exciting. Plus, in the next two years, you're going to have at least one home game versus UConn. I believe it'll be next year's game, which means you can see Paige Beckers live and in person here in the barn. Versus, again, Mar Braun and squad. And you know what? I think all of that put together shows you you should have bought your tickets yesterday. This is going to be can't-miss basketball played in the barn. And then you talk about Two games versus Caitlin Clark, a game versus UConn, which is always a contender, five games, additional games versus Big Ten opponents that won at least double-digit conference games last year. Minnesota is going to have a lot of opportunity to prove that they are for real, they're a real team, they're developing, and to hopefully keep Coach plitzel success going into the tournament and getting to the tournament. I think I could see it. The possibilities are there. The talent is on the team, and they are building right now. This offseason is everything when it comes to getting on the right page. With a Big Ten tournament happening in Minneapolis, again, I think they can make a special run. They could do something real nice, have some home crowd advantage, and I am excited for this season to start. And you should be, too. Now, that's going to do it for us on today's episode of Lockdown Golden Gophers. I appreciate you all. Please let me know some questions. Questions you have heading into the football season down below in the comments on YouTube or feel free to tag me at Rob. Let me know your mailbag questions. I want to do a mailbag episode either tomorrow or Saturday. So please let me know the questions you have heading into this football season. Be sure to subscribe. This is Kane Rob signing off. Row the boat. Sky Yuma. Go Gophers. And don't forget to subscribe.